Hey, welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You thought the EAS saved you. We have uh, Dave back from Kingston, and you were just about to say how poverty is the main driver for crime. Yes. Thank you, Rob, for keeping me on. So, like I was saying before uh, the weather warning in the break, all states, 40 to 50 percent of those in prison come from the bottom 20 percent who are in the most poverty. And many of that uh, 20 percent come from segregated areas. We know that during the United States, during the time in the United States, we have redlining. We know uh, blacks and other minorities were uh, segregated in this country. We have okay. segregated areas of our country now, Dave? Uh, yeah, there's still places, uh, thanks to redlining and policies that have been put in place okay. can, you know, decades can you ago. Give me, can you give me one neighborhood where a person of color can't live right now? Uh, they could live anywhere. That's not my point. They were segregated at one point, and even decades ago, not going that far back. Yeah, we know the redlining we, we exists. To, and we, used to, we used to speak with British accents at one point, too, Dave. I mean, and we do know. Let's, go back, to, let's we, go back to poverty being the main driver of crime. Poverty is yeah, the biggest scapegoat. Inequality, scapegoat. actually. It's inequality. Poverty is one of the biggest scapegoats and excuses uh, for crime. But if you look sure. at the crimes that are happening today— they're not. They're yeah. they're not people trying to support themselves. They're not people. They're, they're well, violent crimes. People who actually most violent crimes are down, except for like I think homicide. But even in New York City, violent crime is back going down. Like during COVID, we had two years of everything getting worse, and including crime is now going back down. All right. And like so, I said so, earlier, so these, so, so these groups of kids going into a Gucci store and stealing fifty thousand dollars in Gucci so bags. It's simply because they're, they're poor. Stealing it's, it's to like make uh, to wear it, or just to maybe make a living because you know they come from you know schools that have been underfunded for decades. Dave, that's not a living. Stealing something is not how you make a living. Okay. Yeah, and you're 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 uh, you're, yes, you're, not, you're, you're diminishing, correct, you're diminishing you want... it. You're diminishing what actual I'm crime is. Yes, you are. These, these, right. this, cr- there's a ton of reasons why crime is rampant. Let's go with the you yeah. know the family structure first. Down. Let's go with role market. It's, it's going. Yes, yes, crime goes up and down, Dave. It doesn't yeah, mean there's no crime going out down. there. It peaked during COVID. Dave, we're gonna have Actually, to leave it. Dave, we're gonna have to leave it there. I got another. You know, during Rudy, I said we're gonna have to leave it there, Dave. I got an ES coming. I'm waiting to hear that the EES system is a right-wing conspiracy because that, that's what's coming next. Um, yes, that's for the text messenger. If everyone was rich, there would be no crime. Uh, apparently, that's the case. Um, let's go to uh, Lee from Scranton on crime and punishment. Hey, Lee. Hey, Lee. I mean, hi, Rob. Look, <laughs> at all i got to say is this. All right, being poor is not a reason to be a criminal. And if you pay attention to what's going on in this country, in some of these states, when people commit crimes with handguns, people with handguns are killing them. I mean, they're not even giving them a chance. They're just shooting them until they're dead. They're just emptying their guns on them. Um, And I think the American people have just about had it. And, you know, they're tired of all the crimes. They're tired of all the excuses. They're tired of all the silly politics. They're tired of all our jobs being in other countries. They're tired of people making excuses for other people's bad behavior. And, you know, the one thing I've been watching lately on YouTube is all of these cities that have drug-induced people just laying on the ground, tent cities, just massive poverty everywhere, 
you know, people refusing to work or, or to, you know, put anything into the system. Everybody's gaming it. And um, I don't see how this country can keep going like that. Yeah, it, it's getting disheartening. I mean, I, I was down in southern Pennsylvania today to Philadelphia, and it's just it's it's unlivable in a lot of places. It's You, you go down, and it's just unlivable. Um, New York City, the same thing. It, it's It's gone crazy. And for people to say, well, you know, the crime's going down. Yes, less crimes getting reported because police aren't getting there. People aren't pursuing reports. There's there's a plethora of reasons why crime is down in these cities. A, because people just aren't going out anymore. You know, people aren't doing the things they normally do because of the situation the subways are, the streets are, in in these areas. I've walked them, I've worked them, I've seen the change. And anyone who's in that area who's dealing with that on a day in and day out basis, I don't care what the statistics show, they feel they perceive it's worse out there and unsafe for them. And just to say, well, it's because of poverty or inequality is is just a ludicrous term. I mean, you go to the jails. Most of the people in prison come from single-parent homes. How about we start there? How about we look at the real issues rather than saying, oh, if we simply gave people more money or gave people health care or gave people a place to live, they wouldn't commit crimes anymore. Yes, they would. Well, Rob, you know, I think we should give people a couple of things. I think we should give them very long prison terms when they commit a crime. And the other thing is I think we have to educate women that they have a responsibility to be responsible with their body and not become impregnated and then prey on the system. There's a lot of places where they're now trying to, um, you know, DNA test every child born to find out who the real father is because over... 30% 30% of the cases now that they're talking about, even in Tennessee, I heard today, are not the child of the man who thinks he's the father. So we've got women not being responsible for their bodies that are just destroying our society, and everybody's making excuses for everybody, and we're just we're going the wrong way. Oh. We don't have to worry about China. Yeah, Lee, I don't think we should put all the, the burden on the women there. I mean, there, there's enough negligence going around uh, in total. I mean, it's it's about accountability. It's about responsibility. I don't think that that That's bears right. a sexual line. Yes, yeah, the women, yes, it, it does. the the women, the woman is the one who gets pregnant, but she is no less yeah. at fault than the, the guy who's impregnating her or, or, or whatever's going on. It's just a society well, of there's there's no repercussions or anything. You know, the, there's no thinking. Okay, well, here's the negative that comes out of my decisions. That's that thought process has left this generation. To where, like, we just saw it with the riot in New York on Friday. You know, it was a simple console giveaway. I'm sorry, Lee, we got another EAS coming in. I appreciate your call. Well, we knew they were coming. I mean, there's a plethora of reason for crime. But just to narrow it down and say it's because of inequality and, and money is just disingenuous to the criminal element out there. Like, there's the personal responsibility, morality, the family structure. You know, the upbringing, you know, your moral values, just because you're poor doesn't mean you have to commit crime. And if you look at the crimes that are being committed, it's not people surviving. It's not people that are, you know, I'm doing this crime to survive, to feed myself. If, If you were robbing a store to eat because you haven't eaten in days, there would be a different take on that. But that's not what's going on here. There are career criminals. That's a judicial revolving door. It's simply not because they're poor, because you've seen the financial status. I mean, look at the cartels. They make billions of dollars. They still do it because it's a corporate, it's, it's an enterprise. It's criminal enterprise. 
That's what they do, and these criminal enterprises work within our cities. These theft rings where politicians want to be given excusisms like poverty. Oh, these people are just stealing to survive. They're stealing shampoo so they could wash their hair. No, they're not. They're stealing dozens of shampoos so they could sell it on the black market at half the price and make money. Because it's easier than actually going to a job to make money. That's not about being poor. That's being irresponsible. That's being criminal-minded. That's what that's being. And until we start calling it what it is and stop giving excuses for bad behavior, for criminal behavior, it's going to continue. You are making it okay. If we're not charging low-level offenses, you are making those low-level offenses okay to commit. That's why there's a law there. They don't want people to do it. When you don't enforce it, it's just like not having a law. And when people start getting used to doing smaller crimes, when a bigger crime presents itself, they don't care. They're already in that mindset. They're already in that mentality. Go to any city and you'll see it. These aren't people surviving to live. These aren't people who are trying to make rent for their wife and two kids so they're out robbing people. That's not who's committing crimes. People are committing crimes because they're just bad people. Because they don't care. They have no respect for your property, for your life, for your well-being. Just like everybody else in this age of social media, it's all about me, 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 me. It's easier just to take it from you rather than work for it. And that's where we're at as far as crime goes. And that's what it gets held down to. Hold people responsible. Give them a second chance. If you have two, three strikes, maybe you need to be taught a lesson. And yes, unfortunately, be it cultural, be it the way they're brought up, be it the way anything, people commit crimes more often. And that's where the police need to be, where those crimes commit more often, because it's been showed time and time again. The people in those communities that don't want to commit crime, that just want to live their day-to-day lives, are the ones screaming the loudest for law enforcement to come back in. They're not stealing these things to put a, a meal on their table. And again, I would be, if there was someone who was doing that, who was committing crimes, not violent crimes, but committing any crimes, and it was found that they had two infants at home and they were doing this to feed their family, but that's not what's going on. That's not who's committing these crimes. These are single-parent, undisciplined kids, young adults that are out there doing whatever they want because no one's ever told them no. It's 521 here. Try 522 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Time flies. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. We have a backup on 81 northbound above Clark Summit. That's due to road work. It is quite jammed up on the Scranton Carbondale Highway between the Viewmont Mall and the Red Lobster. That's all due to construction and This severe weather that's coming through the area may be causing some problems, debris in the road in some places with heavy winds. So just beware as you travel. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Severe weather alert, thunderstorms may bring flash flooding, high winds, hail, and even tornadoes. Be cognizant of the warnings and watches that we're putting out for you. Tonight, 
Showers and thunderstorms, low 68. Tuesday, residual showers stick with us. Breezy, mostly cloudy skies with clearing late. High 77. Wednesday, nice day, mostly sunny skies. High of 84. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a chance of an afternoon shower. High 82. It's currently 82 degrees with some rain showers and some haze in our area. It's 523 on your official weather station, W. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 528 here at the station. 82 degrees with some rain about to move in. Be uh, cognizant of those EAS alerts and watches in our area. I saw this uh, come across, and, and this is where we're at in society. And it's reporting from a good friend of mine, Julio Rosas, who is a reporter with uh, Town Hall Media. The family of a black man who was shot by San Francisco police after he pointed a handgun at them, which was caught on video, says officers should have used de-escalation tactics instead of shooting him. I wish one of them would have just took time the time to say, hey, let's talk, a family member says. So here, here you have an individual pointing a gun at police officers, uniformed police officers. He's pointing a gun at them. And the family says that the officers should have used de-escalation tactics instead of shooting him. Well, I would imagine the gun, the police removing their guns from the holsters should have been your big sign of de-escalation on your part as the criminal pointing a gun illegally at the police. But the family's take on this. I wish one of them would have just took the time to say, hey, let's talk. Yeah, he's pointing a gun at me. And my answer, first thing out of my mind is, hey, let's talk. And this is, I, I get the trauma. I get the pain for the family. It's not their fault their loved one decided to point a gun at police officers. Their pain is justified. Their anger at the situation is justified. But to give this a platform, to give this nonsense air, to where, yeah, the police should have taken those couple of seconds to try and have a conversation, not knowing if he's going to pull the trigger or not. Yes, it's a tragic situation. It's a tragic situation that your family member caused by pointing a gun at police officers. And it's just, this goes in time and time again, and then you have all the Monday night quarterbacks who watch too much uh, T.J. Hooker or whatever you watch, you know, as far as law enforcement training via your television you got, and they all have to say, well, they could have did this, they could have did that. No, someone's pointing a gun at you, you need to save your life. That's what you need to do. That's your primary concern, to go home the same way you left that morning. And that's that as far as trying to negotiate with someone who's pointing a gun at you. It's uh, 5.30 here on WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Be aware of those warnings and watches for the weather. There is some uh, extreme weather coming through our area, so just be careful as you're traversing outside to and from work or whatever you have plans for this evening. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Larry from Beaumont on Crime Waves. Larry. Yes, uh, your, your previous caller, Dave, seems to have all the answers. Unfortunately, they're the wrong answers. So... I was in jail for 37 years, and I can guarantee you the reason crime is on the increase is because punishment is on the decrease. I guarantee it. 
I I agree. I agree 100% with you, and you obviously know um, from experience. Um, from experience. And when you see all those people rioting, they know nothing's going to happen to them. In fact, they each made $15,000 for getting arrested. So well, the objective is to riot and get arrested, and then you get paid. Yes, and they and they do know this. They do train for this. They do actually do these things on purpose. And like you said, it's happening time and time again. And if you if you have two or three of these lawsuits in a year, you know you're you're making your fifty sixty thousand dollars for that year for yep. doing nothing for being a victim. All tax free. Yes. So so in, in relation to the gun crimes, I, I challenge anyone to research the gun crime arrests in this area and research how many were prosecuted and how many went to jail for gun crimes. So the recidivism rate for is in and out the door. So carrying a gun is no risk. Using a gun is no risk except for the guy that pointed it at the cops. So they de-escalated very quickly, by the way. Yes, they when they did. shot him. Yes, they did, and uh, yep. and I, I do talk about the gun convictions here in our area all the time, and straw, especially straw purchases and such like that, that they talk so badly of, but then they don't throw the book at them when they do happen. And hey, every yep, every single criminal's got a record a mile long, and you never see that in the paper. I'd love to see them see them accentuate when they arrest somebody at a traffic stop or with the fentanyl to the number of arrests these people have had and how many times they've been incarcerated. Oh, and so my, my final my final comment will be what I usually look at in any type of crime situation and whatever happens in the end is who started it? <laughs> yeah, Larry, That's all I need to know. Larry, if you don't mind saying, what, what, what did you do time for? What was the crime? Oh, no, I worked there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That when makes, I tell a, people that that makes a lot back. more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah it, gives me, it gives me a little bit of breathing room when people get too close. <laughs> I've been in jail 37 years. There you go. <laughs> okay, great talking to you. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for calling in. Okay. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, bye. Um, and, and you heard it there, this this repeat recidivists, the repeat crimes, and, and we've talked about it here. Anytime you have someone who's killed a police officer or something like that, you find out there are dozens of arrests, dozen violence arrests. This is a culture. This isn't, you know, desperation. This isn't to survive. It's a culture. It's it's an upbringing. It's a lack of an upbringing. It's a lack of that family structure around you. People to who've never told you no your entire life. So when you're a teenager, when you're a young adult, no's not in your vocabulary. You've never been down the road of no. No, you can't do that. No, you don't do that. So they just take and do what they want. And these are the people who are out there. What's interesting is, you know, when I was in the Narcotics and, and Organized Crime Bureau, any person we arrested, we had to fill out uh, an Intel book on. An Intel book was probably 20 to 30 pages. And it was a real in-depth interview where you went through everything, you know, a lot of questions, and, and you were able to put together this intel network of of more about them. And it was interesting how later on down the road, you saw that it was the same crime crews doing things. So if you had one person that were arrested for a crime that you suspect more is in, more, more individuals were in, you'd look, uh, we got another EAS alert. Internet traffic update. We have some heavy traffic by the Viewmont Mall in Dixon City and some... Um, construction going on, so you might be delayed a bit. Also, on 81 northbound, as you head above Clark Summit, 
It's dipping well below the speed limit because of road work, and we have some slowing 81 southbound between Music and Avoca. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Severe weather alert. Thunderstorms may bring flash flooding, high winds, hail, and even a tornado, so be cognizant of the watches and uh, warnings that we're putting out. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms, low 68. Tuesday, residual showers stick with us. Breezy, mostly cloudy skies with clearing late in the day, high 77. Wednesday, mostly sunny sky, gorgeous, high of 84. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a chance of an afternoon shower, high 82. It's currently, we're currently under tornado watch here. 79 degrees with some rain moving into our area. It's 547 here in WILK. Um, so we were talking about uh, crime in area. Let me see who we got on the phone. We have uh, Max from Dixon City on crime. Max. Yeah, crime. It's, it's, never, it's never going back. People, you know, who voted for this woke movement, who adhere to the woke movement, um, it's not, it's never going to go back to the way it is because now the criminal mind, people who've been living in these, uh, the desultory conditions that they created for themselves in, in, in the, uh, in the inner cities, wherever you want to call it. Okay. This is a culture and it's left unchecked. Now the 2020 riots proved that they can now destroy a city and get away with it. Well, not, not only that, get away with it, but make money off of it. Well, exactly. I think it goes hand in hand. These people are empowered now. They were kept under wraps, you know, by hard policing and concepts to, you know, make sure people that, that can't live civilized and choose not to live civilized. And I do, I, I, I do want to underline that. Choose not to live civilized. It's a culture. They were kept under wraps. Now, under the woke culture, they are empowered. So they're taking advantage of a system that has defunded the police and people, weak people, woke people, that voted for it and refused to ad- address it. And, and now the ones that are addressing it, they have no power to do anything about it because they're weak people. You understand me? These are weak people, a woke person, I don't care if you're 300 pounds of solid muscle. I've seen it. I've seen them come to the gym. They take damage. They back down. They, they, they crawl into a hole and they become neutered. These are woke people. Yeah. And what, what they think here, Max, too, also that when the crime wave comes to them, that they'll somehow be bypassed because they supported the criminal justice reform. They supported the defund the police, yeah. not knowing that the criminal doesn't care. They just want to. They, they just want to take right. advantage of you. They just want to commit their crime on you. They don't care if you supported them, if you got less police on the streets, if you made the jail more nice for them, where they're just a judicial revolving door. They don't care, and people are starting to see that now that they they are becoming victims of crime just like everyone else. Yes, and I've worked in the. Uh, I've covered uh, places. Okay, um, as part of my job. In, in, in the hood, uh, areas that are, are pretty bad. And, we got another you know, EAS I, coming, Max, so I don't want to keep you on. Sorry about that, Max. You you there still? Yeah, yeah, I am. I wanted to continue because, you know, these people that you just referenced, you know, they think they're immune to it. No. I know for a fact a person, a woke person, a person that, 
consistently voted a certain way, felt that they were impervious. I've seen them get the, the hell knocked out of them and, and just absolutely destroyed because they thought they were immune. Like, oh, I have your back. No, they don't look at you like they have your back. They look at you like they could take advantage of you like you're weak, and they will. As soon as you turn your back, and as soon as they see an opportunity, they're going to grab it, and they're going to take advantage of you and destroy you. These people had to learn the hard way. Some never learn. Some, some are in the ground today, okay? But people like the lady in Portland who was walking going to her car and got whacked in the face with a, uh, an object for no reason by a homeless person just because they wanted to, to hurt her. She called 911. The cops didn't show up. She said, yes, I realize now, you know, the error of our ways. It's, I don't blame the police. I blame how we voted to defund the police. She stood up and said, I'm a liberal. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a left-wing person that had to learn. You know, she, she survived, but she learned, learned a hard lesson. And, and we saw during the riots where these things were going on, they didn't care. They were burning their own businesses down in their neighborhoods. They were killing, uh, you know, look at the, the retired police captain in, um, in, in that, that they killed that was doing security at that age, that place. Right. They, they just don't care. They, they, they don't. It, it's, it's a criminal mentality that just goes forward. And it, it, to just say that it's because of inequality or because they're <laughs> poor, it, it just it just gives a naive yeah. excuse to something that's way more involved than just that. And it starts off with personal responsibility, which, uh, you know, we have a whole generation that hasn't learned it. Yeah, tell O.J. Simpson that, you know, for uh, Ron Goldman and his wife, you know, that it's it has nothing to do with being poor. That's just an excuse and a cop out from people who haven't been in the real world world and understand the psyche of people. Okay. It's, it's a culture and it starts in the home. Like you said, single parent families, whatever, no parent families, whatever you see these criminals when they're, the parents are interviewed or if they have parents, Oh, my baby, he's innocent. He didn't do anything. Oh, it must be someone else. That is the culture. Okay. That is the culture. It's culture. It's always been culture, but people don't want to admit that because guess what? Oh, it might seem racist to say that. No, it's just the damn truth. Well, when, regardless of your demographics or how much you make or what you look like, if you commit a crime, you should be treated like you committed a crime. Yes, there should be some kind of help for you to go get past that. But once that mistake goes to three times, four times, five times, six times, <laughs> career doesn't arrest. You know, at what point do we say, all right, you know, re- rehabilitation here might be a stretch. So why don't we go more towards extreme punishment to teach a lesson and send a message to other people? If you do this, you're going to go down that path as well. It, it boggles the mind. The answers are simple, but yet we can't put in place, you know, these these situations to, to curtail crime. I mean, if they do, like they did in New York in the 2000s, um, under Giuliani and, and before him, they cleaned up that city. It was beautiful. I used to go there all the time. I used to work there. Okay. Now it's an absolute crap hole in there's violence everywhere. And if you perpetrate violence against somebody are ready to per- perpetrate violence against you, they're going to come after you and prosecute you. If you have a clean record, that's who they're after. They're not after the criminal. They want to make an example out of you, a person who's been living the American dream. They want to go after you just like the guy that, you know, uh, sub- submitted the guy in the subway, and he had help. Uh, uh, an African American man actually helped him. Guess who they went after? They went after the white man. Why? Because they want to make an example out of him. Well, they want to make an example out of anyone who dares to defend themselves, and we see that in the shopkeeper. You know, the shopkeeper who took the knife away from the guy and stabbed and, and killed the robber who was using a knife against him. You know, the Seven yeah. Eleven clerk who used a, a mop handle after the third time this guy robbed him. Now they're going to charge this guy. 
they don't want anyone defending themselves. They want uh, they want a society of victims because it's easier to deal with. Let the bad guys just take what they want. They won't pursue them. We're not going to charge them. We're not going to put them in jail. But you know, you if you have stuff to take, if you have if you're that privileged to where you have this extra money to buy the things that they're stealing from you, uh, we, we got another yes coming, Max. All right. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell show. Well, at least half of the show we had today with the EAS. We should call it the EAS show. Um, but you guys be careful out there. We do have a severe thunderstorm warning. We do have tornado warnings throughout our area. I believe the latest one is up in Susquehanna County. Um, just be careful out there and driving. Be careful of down trees. You know, it's getting dark out, especially if you're going around bends. You don't know what storm came through. And, uh, you know, knock the tree down in the roadway or something like that. You don't need any of that um, mess in addition to the storms that are coming through. So be careful out there. Just uh, make sure you're aware of your surroundings. Be aware of your, most people have their weather app on their phones. Now check it before you go out, before you're driving. See what's coming in the area between where you go, where you are and where you're going. Safety is paramount. Want you guys to be here tomorrow to listen again and interact with the show. So that's why we uh, we put so much effort into these warnings that are going through our area. It's supposed to be pretty bad coming through. I see the squall line coming now. Guys, just be careful out there. That's all I can say. God bless. Be safe. And uh, we'll do this thing called the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio again tomorrow.